And we're back on this Sunday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly. Time now for our Ask the Doctor segment, giving our listeners the opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. It's easy to submit a question. You go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. On the homepage, you're going to find a link underneath the photo of Dr. Cole and yours truly. Just click on that link and you can submit your question. Dr. Cole, I've got a couple of really good questions from our listeners this week. First one is, Dr. Cole, what are the signs of having a stress fracture in my foot and how long will it take to heal? So stress fractures have a pretty typical presentation in any part of the body. They usually involve some progressive activity. There might be a recent change in how the activity is performed. It could be intensity. It could be new footwear. uh, It could be new exercise program, things of that nature. But there's often some change that the athlete or or the active person hasn't recently seen that imposes loads, uh, for for this example, in the foot. So it would be going from a painless, where there's no symptoms, uh, state to one where, hey, the more I do, the more it hurts. And if I rest, it gets a little bit better. But if I do a little bit more, it gets more painful. And there's some threshold where some critical level of activity results in pain. And um, the, the, the important thing is you don't want to misdiagnose this because if you don't respect that this is pain you don't want to ignore and you don't, you can work out necessarily to it, but you don't want to work out through it or run through it because it can create a really prolonged situation uh, in terms of getting better or even worse might require surgery. So stress, fa- stress fractures are the real deal in terms of t- uh, uh, laying people up. And I think if you're an individual who's had you know worsening pain with activities, gets a little better with rest. Every time you get to a certain level, it starts to increase again. Uh, stress fractures should be you know number one, two, and three in the what we call the differential diagnosis of what's causing that person's problem. Uh, Dr. Cole, along those lines, how is a stress fracture diagnosed? Stress fractures often have negative x-rays. Uh, you, you can go to a doctor, get an x-ray, and there's no findings. So the way you diagnose is you actually listen to the patient in the office, and they tell you, uh, this is what I've experienced. But the other way is an MRI can be very helpful, and sometimes a CAT scan, which is like a fancy three-dimensional x-ray. Okay, good stuff. And let's uh, do our final question in our Ask the Doctor segment here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, Dr. Cole, I had a labral repair a few years ago due to multiple shoulder dislocations. It's been over a year following my surgery. I'm still having significant decreased range of motion. Is this common? And what do you recommend? So having a shoulder stabilization where a labrum is repaired that's otherwise torn with a shoulder dislocation is um, a, a common procedure. I do this, you know, 50 to 100 times a year sometimes. And um, it's usually in collision athletes who dislocate their shoulder and then it gets fixed. Shoulder instability, even absent of surgery, uh, can lead to arthritis and motion loss over time. So the problem itself, even untreated, can lead to motion loss. There is also a problem with sometimes when these are treated, we've seen patients who after labral repair do get uh, some uh, uh, downstream cartilage damage or even arthritis. So motion loss that happens after surgery is either the surgery has led to tightness or scar tissue, and that's differentiated from someone who does really, really well and has normal motion, uh, and then starts to get slow, reduced motion and increasing pain. So if it starts out that the patient's stiff and never gets their motion back, that can be a function of uh, a surgical procedure and uh, scarring, if you will. 
but if they are doing really well with normal motion and then downstream they do lose motion, then some, some of the concerns that I have is they may be developing arthritis or loss of cartilage and then soft tissue uh, stiffness or contractures. And that's a whole different problem. And as I said, it can happen even without surgery. So those are the common conditions that are associated with motion loss. If this individual really needs something, probably he or she should at least get an evaluation by a physician to get a baseline. Doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna need treatment, but if they want treatment, therapy, and sometimes even an injection to reduce inflammation can often make a big difference. Doesn't mean they're heading to surgery. When you think about uh, labral tears, uh, Dr. Cole, and uh, shoulder injuries uh, on the rehab side, um, how important is, is the weightlifting like, compared to bands and different things? Well, bands are part of a rehab, you know, phased approach to getting your motion and strength back. Bands are, they can do for isometric exercise, you can do for plyometrics, all super important. And, it's part, and I think it's part of an integrated program for physical therapy. But weights are important too, because that's just sheer muscle strength. So I kind of, it all kind of all goes together to an integrated program. Good stuff. Well, Dr. Cole, we're out of time. Uh, great show again this week. And um, we wish you to uh, the best, uh, you, your uh, partner physicians and your patients, also your family, and we'll talk with you again next week for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. You got it, Steve. Have a great week. All righty. Thank you. Many thanks to our producer, Shane Reardon, also to David Cole for managing our website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. A reminder that net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. And don't forget, you can catch us via our podcast segments, always available on our blog, sportsmedicineweekly.com, also through Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. We say so long, and thank you for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly. We'll be back again next Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Central, for a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score.